0: Hey guys, today we're talking about Star Wars. We've been on a little Star Wars kick since it's been the 21st anniversary of the Phantom Menace. So, we've been doing some Star Let's Wars episodes. That. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a celebration, but I mean, never forget, how about that? Some anniversaries <laughs> Some anniversaries are not for fun. I mean, every every year in September, we all, you know, fly a flag and uh, never spaghetti. but it's uh <laughs> it's one of those things that I think has a big impact on a nerd's life especially if you were a Star Wars fan especially if you were a Star Wars fan who was old enough to really see it we uh, we talked to some first time Star Wars Phantom Menace watchers we talked to Lily if you haven't listened to that episode it's pretty fun she um had a very unique
1: take. <laughs> yeah, she fucking liked Phantom. Menace.
0: <laughs> oh my what? God. And was meh to the original Star Wars trilogy. But that episode was about talking to somebody about it. Today, Matt and I are going to talk to each other about it and kind of maybe come up with our own ideas of what we would have liked to see. But before we get into all of that, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Guys, thank you so much for listening to us while you are in quarantine. We really appreciate any- everyone who's been hitting us up. We've been getting a lot of great comments, a lot of great feedback. It's been amazing to see everybody all over the world. We got like countries all over the place. Brazil, big shout out to Brazil for hitting us up on social media. There's a, a guy from Brazil who really enjoyed our Punisher pictures and our Punisher interview and started listening. So big shout out to listeners in Brazil who've been checking us out. Thank you guys. And uh, to everybody else, keep listening. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Now let's get on with the show.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero.
0: All engines running. Lift off. We have a lift off. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Launchpad y- Podcast. Y- I'm Aaron,
1: <laughs> and Aaron was dancing during our intro music. <laughs> like, yeah, it's still entertaining to us. But that was a good little shoulder shrug there, rooms. But yeah, he's Aaron. I'm Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just delighted by my partner.
0: <laughs> it's fun, man. We have a good time. I love doing this show and today we're going to get into I think what will be an age-old nerd debate for people in our age group because I don't know, I think younger generations are kind of indifferent to the prequels, to the Star Wars prequels, but you and I it's like and to a lot of people our generation who were young enough to really be excited for Phantom Menace and the prequels to be so disappointed. I think it's going to be an age-old question for us about like what could you have done to make it better? But I think there's an entire generation that's like, nah, yeah, they're fine. And you're like, what?
1: Well, because I think that entire generation is also like, they watch the originals and they're like, yeah, they're fine. You're like, no dude, you don't understand this fucking defined us, right? Like, yeah. all, like I would say literally and not figuratively, literally, l- literally defined us. Like Star Wars was a very large part of who I was growing up. And I think I am not alone in our generation and our, our age range. Yeah. And I think that was like super important. It helped shape who we are and who we wanted to become professionally. Like. You and I both got into effects, and unless you could, like, I'm sure some of us can say it was specifically Jabba the Hutt, it was specifically Max Rebo, specifically the X-Wing miniatures, or just in general, that was something that helped cultivate that creativity and that love of sci-fi. I feel that the 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 newer generation, like you said, is meh to the prequels, but I think just like Lily is meh to the originals. They're like, yeah, that's cool. But I mean, I know that's a puppet. They're like, yeah, <sighs> we knew it was a fucking puppet too, but how cool of a puppet is that?
0: Well, and remember we talked about this, how it's like, I don't know what the younger generation's like reaction to a really good CGI character is. Like, do they see Thanos and go, whoa, how did they do that? Or are they just so conditioned that they're like, yeah, he's a computer thing.
1: When you were growing up, let's just take Star Wars as a good example, but it's not the the only example. I feel like in my earliest memories of Star Wars, I knew it wasn't real. I knew it was fake. I knew everything on there was not something that was real. So I would be like, well, that's a puppet. That's a miniature. That's a set. Mm-hmm. You know, the lightsaber, they did that. I knew it wasn't on set that they had real lightsabers. I knew that it was a sword that they somehow drew the light on. But like that did not diminish from my experience at all. It certainly didn't take me out of the moment. And I think as someone who later went on to do practical effects... When I got older, I would start to be like, all right, I know that's a puppet, but where are the puppeteers? What are the yeah. controls that manipulate they those do things? That? Like, how many things in that puppet is moving? How many controls? How many puppeteers do you need? And that still never once took me out of my disbelief, you know?
0: Well, and that was the thing. It's like I had a Kermit the Frog puppet, hand puppet. You put him on the hand and, you know, you could talk like a hand puppet. And I would do Kermit the Frog bits with it. My parents thought it was funny. But when we watched <laughs> Return of the Jedi, that, I think I may have watched the other Star Wars, but I remember Return of the Jedi first. They were like, it's a puppet, like your Kermit toy. It's a, it's a puppet Mm. and you know, different types of puppets. So I just thought there was a bunch of people on the floor with their hands up in there. And then I was like, well then how do you do Jabba? And we found that video that showed a a drawing of like six dudes inside there. Yeah. Sweating their balls off. Just the, the stink of like swamp ass inside of Jabba must've been unbearable. But that wonder that it created of like, how do they do that? How can I do that? Like, the lightsabers when i found out that somebody had to hand paint like draw that shit mm-hmm. on there and then create mats to shine light through that blew my mind that was amazing and there was so much more that it opened the doors of like well how can i do things to create those effects it was magic tricks and you know at that age i loved you know i loved magic too i loved the the tricks how do you at think, that yeah, age like do you do you're that?
1: over it now like <laughs> Like, if we went to the fucking Magic Castle today, you wouldn't be going, whoa!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely would, but I haven't put a magic show on in 15 years. We'll put it
1: that way. (laughs) To the rest of the world's chagrin. How terrible. We're risking Uh, out. (laughs) Get on it. Georgia needs some magic.
0: Oh, my God. We all need some magic right now. Like you said, they were defining. And it's kind of like a good song. Like when every, I don't know about you, but every, I think, high school boy goes through like a Pink Floyd, uh, Led Zeppelin phase. And you're like, whoa! I music was
1: after college, so- but eventually, yeah,
0: yeah. But you're like, whoa! Music used to be so fucking good, man, and you get blown away by that. Like, is that happening to kids today too? Where they're like, Jimi Hendrix, man? You're like, what? Mm. <laughs>
1: What? So I'm going to say, and I have, I'm have, i basing this on zero research, I'm going to say no because of the ridiculous amount of visual media that they are exposed to. They have so many streaming services, so much YouTube content. It's so much to devour that I feel like today's generation... Probably doesn't even have the time to be passionate about or fall in love with that stuff like you and I did. Now, you and I like literally made careers out of that sort of passion. And I know not yeah. everybody did that in our generation and even before that, but I think you and I know plenty of people who have re- what I would call a regular person job, but love Star Wars as much as you and I do. I don't know Should how yeah. many kids growing up, you know, let's just say in the generation after ours, have loved something as much as we loved Star Wars. Like, even Avengers and Super. <laughs> Superheroes and shit. Why are you laughing? (laughs)
0: Because there's a kid with some sort of like Fortnite fucking
1: Overwatch poster
0: on their wall crying right now.
1: You think they love it that much? Or you think they just like playing it that much?
0: I don't fucking know, man. Because here's the thing. Like... (sighs) Star Wars created a, a new mythos. Mm. Like you know, back in the day, way back in the day, when you're like chiseling shit on stone tablets, your mythos was like, "Oh man, Hercules is so fucking cool." Oh man, remember <laughs> remember when Hercules fucking fought that Cyclops? That was so fucking cool. And they and they'd argue about how cool Hercules is. We got a, a brand new, but same, but new, updated version of the hero story. Sure. And it has tried to be replicated over and over and over again. I mean, like, they keep trying to force Avatar down our throats, being like, new mythos, guys. And we're like, don't give a shit. Don't give a flying fuck. (laughs) Get those blue people out of here that fucking dances with wolf bullshit, white savior (laughs) horse crap. Get the fuck out of here. Star Wars also speaks to an American ideal where it's like a small group of scruffy ruffians fighting over the evil empire, which is super hilarious. Because if you look at America now, we should hate Star Wars. We're like a small group of religious fanatics taking on the establishment. that's We hate that shit. So it's like it it spoke to our, our, our hero ideals too. And we got this and it was so full of mythos that you could just devour. I mean, every one of those aliens has a name and a background. Story and like how they saved the rebels and how they like did this and like everything has a story. Even the Sarlacc Pit has a first-person story in Tales from Java's <laughs> Palace. Like, I mean, there's books upon books and characters upon characters and so much development that I think that's what people have to latch onto. Now, I have no clue if there's like Overwatch books or Fortnite books the detail these characters backstories so I don't know if there's that much to devour or like you said if at a surface level you're just like yeah I like it it's fun
1: and I guess like I, I, again I have to think I mean we could do an entire fucking week on practical versus digital and you know the way movies used to be made versus the way they're made today and the intent of the directors and the producers and even the studios blah 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 but money just the fact that when you and I were growing up only so many movies were being made and I feel like it was that age of I have this great fucking space opera to tell and here's the tools that I have to do it what's the best most compelling visually cool story I could make which I don't think is how it's done anymore to, to be general but no, you and I only had I don't know how many movies a year that were of that caliber where they they you know made it to the, to the silver screen where wherever I was growing up wherever you were growing up we could see those and also we were in the the age of the VCR which was the first it was the first time really that you could re-watch shit and I know I'm sure you were the the same kid well, however many vhs you had whether it was two or a thousand you rewatched the shit out of them i literally burned through them like i had to buy new ones because i would have worn the, the copies out
0: there I- was a section of my frankenstein cassette tape that was like you burned chewed through. up yeah yeah. And so, like, you could watch most of it, then you get chewed up for about five minutes, and you just, like, fast forward through it, fast forward, and then get to the next one, you know, come to the next piece. I only had one one VHS, no, two VHSs at my grandma's Raiders of the Lost Ark and Beauty and the Beast, and I watched the shit out of right, both yeah, of them. Right. Yeah. Right. You
1: have to. And I feel like now, that would be now, like, if you had 10,000 VHSs the first day you were born, there's no way you're ever going to get through them. How often? I mean, even if you rewatch stuff, I don't think it has the rewatch, uh, the movies don't have the rewatchability, and I don't think we have the time as a society especially kids and like you just said fucking like bring that into it overwatch i had video game systems pretty much my entire life since original nintendo i had original nintendo then sega actually that's all i had and a computer but i didn't play them very much i'd rather watch movies i'd rather go outside now there's so many different things vying for people especially children's attention i don't think they have the fucking time to love on star wars as much as you and i did or love on whatever their thing is you know what i mean even if it is overwatch
0: maybe i mean that could be very true. And and I mean, there still seems to be a fervor for like rock stars. You know, Taylor Swift has a, a, a vicious following of fans. If you talk shit about one of these K-pop bands, they'll come and kill you, man. They don't give a fuck. So it's like there's still passion out there,
1: but I love the idea you, that the K-pop bands would literally kill you. Yeah. Oh, they'll come and get you. And you, you said man. they'll come, not they'll get someone. So like they show up like in ski masks. <laughs>
0: No, it's their fans, man. Their fans show up in ski masks waiting outside your door. You're like, you said shit about my band. But like also I think the younger generation probably has a, a different approach to when somebody's like, no, that's stupid. You like, don't, don't listen to this. They're, they're surrounded by the internet, which is just so bullshit all the time about, well, fuck Star Wars or or Star Wars is awesome. That they they've they have a way of tuning out any sort of input that yeah, I guess maybe maybe our generation doesn't have because when somebody's like prequels are good, I'm like, whoa. Whereas I think a younger generation is like, whatever. I like it. That's you don't, an interesting you.
1: thing. Now, the other day I was talking to a guy about Star Wars figures and Star Wars collecting like Star Wars action figures, the original Kenner 3.75s, collecting those today versus collecting yeah. those 20 years ago. Do right. you think that there is a certain amount of underground slash underdogism that let us love Star Wars and stuff like that that is not present in today's culture? Like, oh, if you like Star Wars, I mean, it's Star Wars was not a movie that people didn't know of or didn't hear of, but to like be a Star Wars fan, to have t-shirts, to have merchandise, even though there was a plethora of it, especially during when you and I were growing up, that was on the decline. So you had you to were, hunt for yeah. that shit. You had to be a fucking scavenger to get that stuff. And I feel like that kind of made you into a band of uh, a rebels, a band of rebels, right? And I feel like you felt like you were part of the club.
0: Wearing a Star Wars shirt, wearing a Darth Vader shirt in the 70s and 80s, you were flying a flag. Mm-hmm. You were like, yo, I'm kind of a nerd. Come... You know, come and get it. Nowadays, wearing a Star Wars shirt, Lily was wearing Star Wars shirts without knowing she who, didn't they know who were. The people were. <laughs> they so, like, because it was cool. So, there's a level of, like, people ask me to play DD now because it sounds cool. Back in high school, you had to hide that you were playing D&D because people were going to make, make fun of you. Mm. So, like, nowadays, it doesn't matter. You can be whatever you want, you can like whatever you want. Star Wars is, like, almost, almost the dark side of commercialism at this point. Like, mm-hmm. it is a Marvel Disney prop property big ticket picture. Like I feel like the new the new Star Wars trilogy that just finished is almost unpopular because of its commercialism. Correct.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I think to take it even another step, like what you just said about flying a flag, in the late 70s, early 80s, if you had a Star Wars shirt on, you were like, hey guys, check me out. But I think in the late 80s, early 90s, if you had a star, if you were still flying that flag, you were in the minority. And I don't think that was necessarily the truth in the late 70s, early 80s. I think everybody was kind of on board. But you and I, specifically like our generation, and this is not saying we're any better or worse than anybody, but we yeah. were there for the, the decline of a lot of that. Like Dungeons and Dragons started to become less popular. A lot of those nerd things started to be, not counterculture, but they weren't in the forefront. Like, when Star Wars came out, my fucking dad saw Star Wars. My mom saw Dude, Star Wars. everyone you know? saw
0: Star Wars. It was a blockbuster. But
1: then it turned into a thing where, like, you know, when, the, like, uh, you know, Shadows of the Empire came out, and comic books and novels came out, and, like, miniature role-playing Star Wars games came out. That was kind of more on the, D, not on the DL per se, but it wasn't, like, mainstream. And I think You're if right. you and I could talk Wh- when about when did
0: that... When did that wave... Star Wars was huge. Every single person saw Star Wars and everyone, mm-hmm. like in general, Star Wars got a thumbs up five stars. Everyone sure. fucking loved it in general for the for the pop culture zeitgeist of what it was. When did that wave suddenly go back underground?
1: And again, based on zero research, I'm going to say yeah. probably right before or right after Jedi, right? Because Jedi came out and even the people who didn't love the trilogy were like, okay, I saw two. It was great. I mean, it was good. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have boners like you and I do for it, but you still wanted yep. to finish but then I think after that, the merchandising got a little excessive. There was not as much yep. new content, even though you had the cartoons and the uh, the made-for-TV movies.
0: Those made-for-TV movies kind of were not good.
1: Yeah, it was like, that showed like, okay, we're kind of beating a dead horse here. And I yep. think a lot of people start to depart after that.
0: Well, here's here's a perspective. And this comes from um, famous creature creator, Steve Wang. And when I worked with him, he told me this story. He's like, I was like 16 or 17 when I saw Star... The- now, these ages. Are approximated. I'm just I'm just giving sure. you numbers. I was 16 or 17, 18 when I saw Star Wars, and I was like, "Whoa, holy shit, that's incredible." Then Steve is like 19, 20, 21, you know, young college kid when he sees Empire, and he's like, "This is maybe the best movie I've ever seen. This is incredible. This changed how I saw stories and how a sci-fi property could have." The oomph that any regular dramatic film had. Like Empire is that good. And then he's an adult. You know, he's 25, you know, out in the real world when when Jedi comes out and he's like, I'm about to see the wrap up to the greatest trilogy I've ever been, you know, such a huge impact on my life, media wise. And it starts awesome with with puppets and job of the Hutt and gangsters and a big floating, you know, boat battle. And then suddenly Ewoks hit and he was out. And he was like, Damn, dude. And I'm I know an I think
1: that's a specific thing in there. Is if you ever watched How I Met Your Mother, there's a- an episode that deals with Ewoks and age range specifically. Yeah. Have you seen that episode? Uh, no. So it's like you, you've seen How I Met Your Mother, How I Met Your Mother has uh, sh- yeah. Neil Patrick Harris and Neil Patrick Harris is this like misogynistic Smarmy. type of guy. Yeah. yeah. And he says that his cutoff for girls of age is Ewoks. And he explains that essentially every person falls into one of two Ewok categories. You either love them and you think they're adorable and cute and were a fun part of the movie or you think they were a stupid teddy bear cash in that was the merchandising gimmick blah blah blah. Yep. If you think they, that I, I think his thing was if you think it's a merchandising gimmick blah 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 you're a good age and that's okay if you think that they're too cute that they were cute and they were good for the movie and they were fun you're too young and I'm not going to deal with you because clearly you don't know shit about shit uh, yeah. and I, I, I always loved the Ewoks I thought that was fun and cool me too but yeah, I mean I was Ewok age when once as an adult I realized how movies are not necessarily always just told for story they are part of show business and they're trying to make yeah. money I was like oh yeah clearly they were trying to sell fucking dolls you know obviously but that doesn't make them any more like less cute or fucking cool when they're smashing atsts
0: it it's tough because you watch it now as an adult and you're like i get it i still have there is that like thing as a child where you're like oh fun look at those they're like me and then you realize like i'm a fucking adult they're not (laughs) like me at all it's a it's a mirror to my inner child. No, no, I which can is tell a-
1: you, Ruby, Ewoks are similar to you even as an adult. I mean, clearly you're like two Ewoks tall, but like personality and interest. Like if I was in the woods and I had just crashed my speeder and you came up to me, that's pretty much how that shit would go. You'd, you'd
0: feed me some popcorn. Yeah, I was going to say you would try to
1: fucking poke me with a spear until I gave you a Rice Krispie treat and then you'd help
0: me. <laughs> Yum, nub, All right. I would never worship you as a god, though. Sorry. Even if you did fly. Yeah. Um, That's pretty funny. So. Already, we we've established that it's specific to our age group, and I don't know what our listener age base is. I do, I, I, I take that back. It's fifteen to thirty five, so that's a pretty big age it's a huge range. Huge range. So some of you are very much like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm right on board, and some of you are like old men, silly old I mean, men. Some of
1: you are like dildo billboards. What are those? <laughs> <laughs>
0: But when we were told, you know, that there was this this time, like you said, in the 90s where there's this big decline and suddenly we heard they're making more Star Wars movies. Now, we had already gone through the re-releases, which was a huge event uh, of unnecessary digital enhancement, but we were super stoked, super stoked. I don't even think it occurred to me that, that it sucked. When I first saw it, it wasn't until a little later I was like, it's so unnecessary when I realized how badly, you know, when you watch it and you kind of resent it for not being what what the originals were and not being the purest form of what it was. It's just this glossed over quote-unquote enhanced version that was just unnecessary garbage. But those had come out, but we heard that new ones were coming and we were so fucking pumped because it was going to complete the story and tell the origin of Darth Vader.
1: I was pumped. You were pumped? I can tell you, and I didn't think of this until just now, I remember me and my family that whole summer or or spring, I guess, ramping up to the release. There was a, you know, every day there was articles in the newspaper and I just was saving them because I didn't want to read anything. I didn't want to know anything about it going into it. And I saw a couple pictures, including one of Darth Maul, and I was like a little excited, even though even that fucking picture, I was like, it doesn't really look like Star Wars. This doesn't look like Star Wars. But I remember coming home, and I'm pretty sure I just tossed all those newspapers in the garbage. I was like, I don't need to read any of that. Unless it says, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whoopsie. I was I was eating it all up, but... Beforehand. There, beforehand, yeah. I was buying the toys. Mm-hmm. I had a Qui-Gon gin, even though I didn't know who he was. I knew... Oak Obi-Wan, I had that toy. You know, I was buying all sorts of shit, like... (laughs) You know eating it up and right then and there there's there's an issue is like you're creating an expectation bomb mm-hmm. that you can't live up to and this is something that I was well prepared for when Force awakens was about to come out I was like <laughs> there's I'm no not way. falling for
1: this a third time <laughs>
0: and because I went into it with that I felt like that movie was as successful as it could have ever been I
1: agree me. I agree
0: and where I think it succeeded its failures were easily glossed over because I was like <laughs> I knew you you were going to try and do that. I was too young to be that self-aware. I was too young to be prepared for that when Phantom Menace came out. So what and were you, a
1: sophomore or a freshman in high school?
0: Freshman in high school. Apparently. Now this is where there's a weird time loop problem because my, I know I was here with this person doesn't line up with where that could have possibly happened, but that's a completely different, that's a time travel <laughs> episode. That's
1: a, that's a time that? travel. Like I know I took the brother of a girl I dated and I only dated her in junior year, so I know I was a junior.
0: Okay, the brief story is I know I went with a Friend of mine who I did uh, choir with,
1: nerd. And you had Jedi robes on, right? After a
0: choir concert, <laughs> but as a freshman in high school, I was not doing choir. So I know for a fact I was there in these circumstances. So unless I was doing choir in high school and I just don't remember that at all, and I'm wrong, or I was not there with that friend, something does not line up.
1: Can you ask it's that time? friend? Probably, but you, I need you. Yeah, no, this is a separate issue and a separate episode. You need. I to, haven't talked to this guy in years. It's a if so. You either reach out to him or her. Him, right? You reach out. To him, and you open that door of friendship back up, or you just be like, "Dude, this is fucking weird." But did we go see this movie together? He's like, "No, bro, I had a choir concert." Like, all right, that's all I needed to know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I did do choir in, as a freshman in high school. Maybe I was that was my last year, and I'm just wrong. But it
1: it causes a weird time problem. Now I'm imagining you and a bunch of <laughs> bunch of other high school kids in Jedi robes with the hoods up over your heads, and you're all doing a concert. You're all going bum 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 And you look at your watch and you go to your friend. You're like, bro, we have to go, man. (laughs) We we, we got Phantom Menace tickets. We got to go.
0: But I went and I mean, we've talked about how fucking disappointing it was. So disappointing that I walked out not wearing Jedi
1: robes. (laughs) I love that. That is one of the saddest Ruby things I've ever heard. And I've known you for like 20 years. It would break my heart to have been walking in with you as a Jedi and walking out as just some fucking idiot. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Insert the sad... Charlie Brown yeah. music dun, dun 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 it's so fun it was so and here's the thing. I walked out not being like, that fucking sucked. I walked out being like, ah. I yeah. mean, Darth Maul was kind of cool. But the whole time, immediately, you're like, this does not look like a prequel. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. This leads into Star Wars? This is way slicker than Star Wars. Like, this looks like it comes out. Like, who are these characters? What is this technology? Like, midichlorians? What? Like, there were so many. What? And like, even in then, I was like, I didn't wear watches, but I would have been checking my watch during the pod scene because that thing's like fucking just useless. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I can't I'm not even going to pick the prequels or that movie specifically because God damn but
0: I tried to watch them again recently
1: all the whole prequel all prequels. I,
0: well the first one I tried to watch Phantom Menace again recently and I had to turn it off by the time they got to Boss Nass.
1: I, I couldn't handle it. I don't it. I don't blame you at all and it there's the mo- the only thing that you can content you can consider redeeming in that movie is the Duel of Fates and it's really it's not worth the movie to get to. It's definitely not worth Worth it.
0: Great. There's fan videos of better lightsaber fights. Dead serious.
1: Oh, I I totally agree. And also, it's a cool fight and it's fun. And like, thank God, something interesting and cool is happening in the movie. Doesn't look like a Jedi lightsaber fight. I've seen at least three lightsaber fights before that one, and this one doesn't look anything like it. And it doesn't have to be the same. But and if you guys haven't, if we, I think I've said it before, if you go to RedLetterMedia.com, they have these hysterical but super insightful Star Wars prequels reviews. Yeah. He does a whole thing about lightsabers. I think in a. Attack of the Clones and it's about how the prequels just fucking obliterate how special a lightsaber is and how cool it is and like oh, yeah. when Luke took his lightsaber out you knew shit was about to go down it was important in the prequels it's like <sighs> lightsabers 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 and like who cares it doesn't look when like you lightsaber fights give four of them to a fucking
0: wheezing ass asthmatic robot eat my balls fucking terrible I
1: was okay with the premise of that but it just is so over the top like it doesn't need to be that much but like
0: oh and then Yoda with the lights say there's a Everybody whole thing was, about
1: that in those reviews too pe-
0: I know we're we're gonna cut co- like if you haven't watched those, watch those. And I don't think we need to keep saying that they've said this, but like we're gonna cover retread a lot of what they've said because they're right. Those things do they they tell what should be done and they cover it well. The red letter media thing hit the nail on the head. That's what I'm trying to say. When Yoda whips out a lightsaber, the the audience I was with started cheering and yeah, yelling, same and I'm like,
1: "Me? I was like, Are you fucking serious?
0: Yoda? Yoda isn't supposed to use a lightsaber. He's not a Jedi Knight anymore. He's a Jedi Master. He's beyond that. Right. His." St- Strength and mental prowess is better than violence. That's the whole point. Of everything he says right. throughout the series is that like he didn't need the wars lightsaber.
1: do not make one great.
0: He could do it with his mind, and he could have, and you could have shown that. Like, look him jumping around like a little spider monkey, maybe could have passed, but the fact that he's fighting with a lightsaber was not necessary. Oh, the spider and monkey
1: it, thing ruined it more than the lightsaber thing canonically ruins it for me. But the flipping around is just like that's just a bunch of men, old men in a room, being like, "Wouldn't it be cool if?" And you're like, "No, it would." not be cool yoda should not be flipping around that doesn't make any fucking sense
0: well and he just wasn't young enough for that shit like maybe maybe if he didn't have wrinkles if he was right right you know, if he was he could, like but,
1: the, the equivalent of like in his early early 30s late 20s maybe whatever that is in yoda lang yoda years
0: but what i was about to say is the him flipping around i could let them pass if it was more about his prowess of the force but the fact that they just made him a spider monkey for no reason the it just was dumb it was dumb and but like these things were supposed to be they're supposed to tell the story of where the greatest villain in cinematic history in my opinion and a lot of other people's opinion he tops a lot of
1: yeah yeah deservedly so original darth vader we're supposed
0: to find out where darth vader came from and what a massive failure in storytelling in my opinion
1: well if you look at him you know and I always use the original trilogy as a very good example of a three act structure. Right, the first great. movie is a great example of a three act structure. Then you take the, you pull back a little bit and you see all three of the first trilogy, and that trilogy is a great example of a three act structure. It's a, both yep. of them are great examples of the hero's journey. Yep. You look at the at Phantom Menace, it's a shit show. There is no main character. There's not even really a, like a group of main characters. They keep subbing in and out, so it doesn't really have a main. Like there's no a, B, or C storyline. It's just a bunch of things that people are doing at the same time. And it's a shit show. And you're right. They they build this as Darth Vader's, you know, origin story. Anakin, the, the, the rise and fall of Anakin. We don't even meet him till a little bit in the movie. He doesn't do as much as you'd think he does. He doesn't know anything about being a Jedi or that he even is a Jedi until someone, or possibly could be a Jedi, until someone brings it to his attention. And you don't care. Like, the fact that they were starting the movie off with him as a boy, I knew that we were gonna have trouble through the trilogy because that means you're jumping from little boy to Darth Vader in a suit in three movies. And even uh, if you make these movies three yeah. hours long, that's a lot to jump through in that span of movie telling time, you know?
0: Broadstoke failure number one. This is their biggest mistake right off the bat, is to show him as a child. This look look at the Godfather trilogy.
1: This could have all been done just in a flashback. I was just thinking that.
0: We need to meet him as a teenager or young adult. hmm because going into the prequels, here's what we know. Obi-Wan Kenobi says he's the greatest star pilot he's ever known, mm-hmm. which, whoopee, I'll do a barrel. Yeah. That's a neat trick. Yep. That's all we ever get to see of him being a good pilot. We need to meet him being a good pilot and meet him as a good like fighter. Meeting him as a child adds a level of onus to a character that will not be able to carry the weight that he needs to. And having him build C-3PO, huge I mean, that, stupid let, there's mistake. There's
1: too many nitpicky things like that that we can shit on you know but it's like having him that young doesn't do anything unless you really want to capitalize on the innocence but you can't do it it, you're right having a scene or two in flashback of that age would have served better than having the whole movie be that and really you look at that movie that movie's two hours plus long how much of it is about Anakin's story not the whole thing certainly not enough to make him the main character you know
0: well and you also make this creepy thing where you have Amidala who never ages through Three films and Anakin who ages. 15 to 20 years right? and when he meets her and you're like oh my god are they gonna hook up he's like 9 and she's like 15 16 that's that off the bat in the first movie that age difference is weird now when they get older I guess you could say it it balances out but it's weird to show them in the same space at the same time as that age
1: that's fucked up and uh, like especially like you're right we know what's coming so we could feel that way but the fact that he keeps talking about how beautiful is she uh, how beautiful she is and how he wants to be with like in the first movie, there's way too many illusions and flat out things where he's talking about how beautiful he is, she is or yep. she's talking about how special she is. You're like, no, 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 no. Save that until they're both people.
0: Now, the hard thing is you've already told the hero's journey. So you're <laughs> trying to tell a different story. Story and not retread, which is really hard to do when you basically created the blueprint for this kind of movie. But he, you know, borrowed a lot from the movie Ran, uh, which is about, P- or the Hidden Fortress, I'm sorry, where you're sneaking into a Hidden Fortress for Star Wars. But when you're doing this, I think they needed to look at old, like, World War II pilot movies, like um, uh, tw- high, uh, 12 O'Clock Noon or High Noon or something like that.
1: 12 O'Clock, uh, high. 12
0: o'clock high, which is a, a, a ace fighter pilot movie about ace fighter pilots in World War II. And that way you you borrow from an established war torn pilot story where you have this hero, or even Top Gun, where you have a guy who can fly like a motherfucker, and he's trying to fit in while being a hot shot. That way, you can show that he's a a, a you know a too big for his own head, and you know thinks he's hot shit, which he is, and they're always trying to rein that in. Because to me, that is where the story of Darth Vader is, is somebody who has the hubris and the sort of the arrogance to actually think that he can toy with the dark side and get away with it. And they don't get into that enough until the second movie and they're already behind. So they're trying to do too much in the second film because they wasted so much time in the first film doing
1: nothing. Right. Because there's no slow burn. uh, Arguably, there's no slow burn where he turns to the dark side. It's kind of an, uh, and again, this is overgeneralizing, but it's kind of an instantaneous thing. He's worried she's going to die. He killed a bunch of Tusken Raiders, so he becomes Darth Vader. No, that doesn't really make sense. I like, like, when you watch the movie, I remember talking to my dad about some of the things Obi-Wan and Yoda said growing up, you know? Is the dark side stronger? No, it's faster, it's easier, it's more seductive. Think about what that means. That's talking about, like, emotions, right? So, when you talk about Obi-Wan saying he tried to train Darth Vader, but he couldn't, and Darth Vader turned to the dark side, then you later on realize Darth Vader was Anakin, What he's saying is, I tried to teach him, but I wasn't able to. And it implies that Darth Vader wanted more. He wanted to be more powerful. He was, you know, like you said, hubris. He was too greedy. He thought he had this.
0: Well, to that end, they never established something where taking the quick side of the force had a benefit. They needed something where using the force was like, look, we got to we got to defeat the bad guy. How? Well, we need to use the force. Okay, but we're not strong enough. I have a way to do this quicker. It's 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 the classic like high. school story we're about to take a test okay well we need to study right but we could also cheat that's like a made for tv afternoon special about not cheating infuse that into star wars somehow where the quick way will get him what he wants but at what cost and he's like i'm ignoring the consequences and he gets what he wants but it has cheapened his soul
1: right and you need to have it's very important and they i don't want to say to their credit but they tried Rumi's taking off his outer shirt because he's getting all riled up (laughs) Huh. They tried to show this once or twice, but in really shitty, very gl- you know, overly vague ways. But you need to have Anakin say, let's do the faster, easier, angry solution because it's quicker and we'll still do the ultimate good. And Obi-Wan needs to say, no, that's dark side shit, bro. And uh, Anakin says, I know, but we're, we're only going to do it for a second. And it is for the good. That's what you well, need and to you see could, that.
0: You could have a really nice way to do this. And it kind of applies to what we're seeing today. And look, you the movies never, never show the the seeds of the empire. They're just kind of like, ha ha ha, I'm secretly Palpatine. <laughs> ha ha, I'm taking over. But like the empire were, were they were genocidal. There are no aliens in the empire. It's all humanoids. Yes, there are some alien humanoids, but it's all people shaped people. They do not like aliens. They are genocidal. They want to erase ideals. They're basically fascists. They're basically Nazis. And we live in a time now where we're trying to combat Nazi ideology. Again, supremacist ideology ideology again. And the quick and dark way is to beat the shit out of them, punch them in the face, round them up and kill them. That's dark side shit though, because that's what they're doing. The light side is to try and combat the ideology. It takes longer. It's slower. It's harder. You do not see the immediate results that you see when you punch a Nazi in the face trying to change things societally is harder to do and if you had this looming ideology of the dark side of the empire in that movie and he's like look i we can go i know where they are i know where they hang out we can go blow up their their hideout right now kill them all and they're like dude that's dark side shit and he's like yeah but he gets it done faster there is a dilemma and the fact that they made it over a woman to me cheapened his oh, story
1: absolutely
0: not to say that people don't do stupid shit but that's that's like what happened in joker where you're like oh you didn't get nobody fucked you so you
1: don't even don't even get me started about that one
0: and look joker is a good origin story for lame wad internet troll but not for <laughs> the the clown king of crime
1: (laughs) you know you're describing this perfect scene that would have been great in the movie and instead at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith they have Anakin behead Count Dooku in a completely blank non-emotional situation urged on by the Emperor who's there and it's like that doesn't make sense you could have that same scene right and this speaks to what you were just saying in my opinion you have the same scene Dooku's fighting the two of them kicking their asses and Dooku really hurts Obi-Wan and is about to kill him and Anakin in anger beats him back beats him back doesn't fucking have him handcuffed or doesn't have him on the ground on his knees already but it's just bash bash fight 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 and then Obi-Wan sees it and yells out Anakin no and he does that last finishing move slash it's not an execution it's a fit out of anger and then Obi-Wan says no you had him beat why'd you hit him one more time and he says because he hurt you he killed you and he's like Anakin you need to control your shit and you have a couple things like that throughout the prequel trilogy And yep. then at the end, you have a thing where they're both in the same spot, and Obi-Wan says, Anakin, I can't let you do this. Whatever it is. And it's on Mustafar. And Anakin says, I need to do this. And then that turns into someone ignites, a, uh, probably Anakin, ignites a lightsaber. And then that turns into a lightsaber battle that is not on fucking hover robots in and out of the lava. It's just on the fucking cliffs. And they should be talking, and Obi-Wan should be fucking crying. You know what I mean? Not fucking, yeah. I have the high ground. Who gives a fucking <laughs> shit about the high ground?
0: It's it's this thing to, sh- it's and it's hard to do. This is why origin movies about your villains aren't worthwhile because it's hard to show a justifiable turn to the dark side. But he needed a reason why the quick road worked. Mm-hmm. And by completing his dark side thing, he thought he thought maybe by sacrificing his own soul he could save a bigger picture thing, but it then just transformed him in his mind. You know, he, he gets you get that brainwash thing going on. And that part was so bonkers to me is that they they just made it about this. Woman, who you know, and yeah, love makes people do crazy things. But it wasn't worth. It's not worth him becoming Darth Vader. No, it? and it
1: was. You know what? I'm not opposed to that origin idea, but the way it was written, the way it was directed, and the way it was acted, he just looks like a whiny baby boy the whole time. Instead of whole time is lo- like lost his love or, or or possibly killed his true love. You know, it's. It, I feel it was just like Wow, wow, My 16 year old girlfriend is giving me trouble. It's like okay, fucking, you're gonna become the fucking leader, the Dark Lord. Of the Sith over that, yeah, Ugh. and that you have. Not, there's nearly he killed some Tuscan raiders, and he felt bad about it, which.
0: Uh- are inconsequential. They live on a stupid planet that nobody cares about. Like, killing Tusken Raiders has no consequence to a universal thing.
1: I don't necessarily mind that thing, but that can't be one of the two tent poles of him flirting with the dark side in the yeah. three movies that are supposed to be about that journey. Yeah. You know?
0: The first movie, to me, needed to be almost like a lethal weapon. Like,
1: you yes. two guys- I was going to say, buddy, it needs yeah. to be a buddy cop movie.
0: Where they're going around doing Jedi shit, and you're like, whoa, Oh, he's a badass, but also mix in a little Top Gun because he's he's arrogant. He's like an ace pilot. Everything he does, he gets right. So when he starts being faced with adversity, where like he's always been able to do things awesome because he secretly has the Force. He's been a great pilot. He's been a great fighter. He's being he's like killing it at this he's Jedi. Been a
1: great slave.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So when he suddenly is is faced with obstacles that he can't immediately overcome, the dark side has that sort of appeal, and he starts cheating to get get things done right. And people are like, whoa, dude, you got to slow down. He's like, hey, I'm getting it done for the Jedi cause. And that's when that infection can start coming in. So then the first one is, is lethal weapon, top gun, him being awesome, but flirting with it. The second one, this is where you have your big downturn. This is when you see that secretly he's actually not on the up and up. He's fighting with this addiction of teasing with the dark side. Uh, You get the flashbacks to him as a child. You get to see the robustness of what the character could be. It's, it's your godfather father part two. And then the third one is the culmination of him flipping the coin and betraying his friends for it.
1: During his dark side stuff, I would, there's two ways I think you can go about it. And if you did it well, I think it would work well either way. One is he knows that he's reaching into the dark side. He knows he's touching the dark pool, but he thinks it's for the greater good. And he thinks he's strong enough and good enough to use, to bend the dark side to his will. And those of us who have read comics and books and extra bullshit, we've seen in the cartoons, we've seen this happen. That's what dark empire, the comic book series, is about as Luke turns to the dark side to become more powerful, thinking he can go there and come back. That's a great fucking story. Or, you could have him not realize that he is becoming a darker version. That he is flirting with the dark powers. He thinks he is just mastering new skills and mastering new stuff, and Obi-Wan is like, dude, that is dark side shit. And he's like, no, because I'm using it for good. He's too naive and too self-centered to realize, oh wait, I actually am fucking this up. But he's getting the results he wants, so he thinks he's in the right. I would watch either of those movies and I think either of those, they just they just change his wherewithal on the same path and I'd be fine with that too. I think those those would be great movies and then I think, I actually really like the Palpatine manipulating the war and the chancellors and becoming him a chancellor. I like that storyline, just boring as shit to see it in a movie that was already boring to begin with, but I yeah. didn't need him very on the nose poking Anakin and pushing Anakin and t- you know, tempting Anakin. I I didn't need that what would have been cool is once Anakin before uh, probably before the suit he realizes that obi-wan has walked away from him the Jedi order can actually either kick him out or walk away from him or he can just feel ostracized and either yeah. he finds the emperor more likely the emperor makes himself known to Anakin and is like listen I can help train you finish what you're starting and he yeah. again whether he knows he's the emperor or not or knows he's the you know the a uh, uh, Sith lord that's how he comes with the emperor not that they Become like best buds because they kick Mace Windu out a window.
0: Yeah, exactly. And here's another thing. In that era, when these came out, we didn't live in a time where this stuff actually was happening. The ideology wasn't there. Like we live in a time where extremism and and fanaticism is so real. And trying to we're trying to understand how somebody can become radicalized and switch over their ideology completely against everything they've been fighting for. So finding that moment where Anakin Skywalker suddenly goes, Wait, you know who the problem is? It is the Jedi. right? They're the ones causing this problem. And that also goes into showing that you needed to show a gray area of the Jedi that they were doing things that caused problems in their idea for the greater good. Because anybody who tries to force their ideals upon a bigger picture, oh, the Jedi can bring peace. Yeah, through what ends? There is always consequences to that, that you are pushing somebody else down. There are other idea ideologies that get pushed down, for better or worse, but that is causing something that Anakin could see as an injustice that is unforgivable. And that's what makes people now suddenly go from being, you know, peaceful to burning tiki torches on the White House front lawn like a bunch of assholes. Like that to me, like how do you go so far is a hard thing to show but we live in a time where we actually have mirrors to that I think in the early 2000s we didn't even as a society didn't even really know how to show that
1: yeah I mean I guess it's not that it wasn't happening but like people weren't flying planes into buildings yeah. at least not in America then today we're doing this at the end of May this is the last day of May fucking Los Angeles is on fire There's there was an 8pm yep. curfew last night because of all these fucking riots and stuff and yeah it's-
0: of riots yeah the White House hosted a bunch of white supremacists for a big like celebration like fucking crazy, what's happening right now? And like uh, that to me is very could be very appropriate for a Star Wars story showing somebody's ideologies changing. But back then they were like, yeah, now he's bad because he threw Mace Windu out a window.
1: Yeah, it kills Dooku, and I think that was one of the major downfalls of the of the prequels. Is it's like somebody at some point knew these things. They knew they had to show Anakin change his mind. They knew they had to show Obi Wan try to stop him. They knew they had to show Anakin and the Emperor's paths somehow crossed. But they. Did like almost every one of those things in a very forced, very stupid, almost impulsive way. We're like, "Yep." Oh, he kills those people, so now he's evil. Oh, he chops off Dooku's head because the the Chancellor tells him to.
0: What? That doesn't well, fucking make any sense. And you wasted a lot of time mm-hmm. with like, "Hey, kids, you like people your size, right? Here's a little kid. He's going to be a big hero. But wait, he's a big villain later.
1: He's going to accidentally fly a spaceship into this other spaceship and shoot it by accident.
0: He was one of the most Gifted pilots I'd ever known. (laughs)
1: You're right, That's, and I, I remember. I remember like processing that those prequels, and I remember when you watch the original trilogy and you hear them talk about Anakin. If you guys haven't watched the original trilogy recently, after watching all of the new stuff, the new the new trilogy, the old prequel trilogy, the Clone Wars cartoons, all that shit, go back and watch the originals and just listen to how the different characters speak about Anakin. I remember now what I thought Anakin looked like and I imagined what he might be doing. In you know the time before the original trilogy, and it's like that. This is what we were got. This is what we were showed. Even the Clone Wars cartoon, which I really like, was not what I imagined Anakin Skywalker was like. It's not a bad. The Clone Wars Anakin is not bad most of the time, but but
0: they're be they're beholden to this style. Correct. Like even the yeah, look yeah, yeah. of the prequels just doesn't work.
1: I agree with that. But at a certain point, I'm like the, the, those Clone Wars, dude. They're fun. You should at least get give them one watch.
0: Nope. Never. Never. There's no point. There's no point because everything that they portray is something that I don't like. So even if there is a pocket of like, well, that's okay, to what end? Why waste my time on something that overall is not going to change my opinion about an entire-
1: But some of the episodes are at least action-packed and fun. Like That's not what I want my Jedi to be doing. That's not what I want my Darth Vader or Anakin to do. But that was a cool scene. That was a cool fight. That was a cool idea.
0: You know what? I'm sure there are some great Taylor Swift concerts that are really uh, entertaining. <laughs> I, 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 she's an amazing performer so I've heard people t- thousands of people flock to see her doesn't mean I need to so go see guys, her so guys I
1: just in case you guys are keeping score In this episode, we have compared 9-11 to the release of Phantom Menace, and now Rumi is comparing watching Clone Wars episodes that he doesn't want to with going to see a Taylor Swift concert that he doesn't want to. (laughs) I'm just saying, there
0: are. I'm sure there are great merits to going to see a fun... And if you took me to a Taylor Swift concert, I'd probably sing along, shake it off, shake... I don't choose to do that because that's the, like it doesn't appeal to me and that's okay. People can like the Clone Wars shows. That's okay but I don't need to I don't need to watch it. Just like Matt there are no less than two episodes every season of Game of Thrones that has the most impressive battle you've ever seen ever created ever. There is a battle on horseback a fight scene like that goes on for 20 minutes. It is one of the best film battles ever. You don't feel the need to watch it because you don't care about that Oh that's bullshit. like
1: going to a Garth Brooks concert. I mean if you <laughs> took me to a garth brooks concert i would sing i'd be like hope nope, nope, nope. but i don't even know a real garth brooks song <laughs> exactly but you see what i'm no, saying No, I, I completely see what you're saying here here's
0: one <laughs> crossover that worked the, the most recent star wars game that came out jedi fallen order was in between the prequels and star wars and it did a great job of bridging the gap did a great job because it felt like Star Wars you'd find battlefields with a bunch of like grown over mossy covered battle droids and it would like have him talk about like oh this is where the the Clone Wars was happening oh this is where this happened and they tied a lot of that together and I I actually really enjoyed how they helped put the two puzzle pieces together in a way that sort of smoothed over the giant gap between them Stylistically, it just never will work. I agree with that. that. The new trilogy did such a great job of being in a Star Wars universe. Fucking Rogue One was in a Star Wars universe. That was a prequel. I agree. This tried to introduce so much shit and it just never felt like a Star Wars movie. None of it looks like you could then see a Millennium Falcon there.
1: Can I tell you something aesthetically that I was wrestling with the other day when I watched this with Lily? And I'm watching it, man. And I realized something I hated about the prequels and then about all of the 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 aesthetics that were created there and it is in the Clone Wars cartoon shows and everything is everything all the ships spin everything fucking spins and i was like like when it lifts off it starts to fly and the wings move and when it turns the wings move everything is on fucking rotating and it's not just moving like flaps it's spinning and it was like the cockpit spins everything spins and i could, it, like, i was like why like from a from a, a mechanical standpoint, that's just one extra thing to break. Why would you do that? Then I was thinking about it. How many ships in the first trilogy had spinny pieces? Boba Fett's did. The B-Wing did. The Imperial shuttle didn't spin, but the wings opened up and down. The X-Wing's wings opened up and down. Like, actually, a lot of shit. Nothing, not as many... Spins, but everything spins in the in the the prequel universe. I Hated it,
0: but like Boba Fett's ship changing orientation,
1: it made total sense. I like that, but they made. I feel like they took that and made everything spin in the prequels, and I fucking can't stand
0: it when you create a universe that suddenly spawns a mythos you have built a box whether you like it or not you have built a box that you need to stay in as we saw with the fucking uh, alien prequels prometheus and covenant you built a box of what that alien is and what that alien does when you change that box it's not pretty it's not fun it doesn't work don't like thinking outside of the box when you create a bba we never saw that before but he fits in the
1: box. Sure, I agree. I don't like BB-8, but you're right, it fits in the box. Sure,
0: like him or not, he fits in the box. Even the weird lamp robot, no thank you, (laughs) like him or not, he
1: fits in the box. Right. The
0: new trilogy, like it or not, I like it. I think it's fun. I don't love it, but I like it. They did a good job. They did a great job living in the world and fitting in the box and showing some new shit. When they went to the Alien Burning Man Color Festival, that was a whole new place. Take me to New Worlds. I know everyone hates the Casino Planet. I love the Casino Planet. If that was the movie, I wish that was the entire movie. That <laughs> it was like Ocean's
1: been, Eleven, but Star Wars style.
0: But Star Wars. And that's going to bring me to the next thing. That's a good transition. Hold on to that. But if take me to new worlds and show me new things, but stay within Star Wars. And and that's what they failed to do. And this was what my wife brought up last night. She goes, why don't they just take Star Wars and put it into different movies? And she's like, you know, Luke could, or a Luke character could be like, I'm not showing up for Jedi work today. I want to go friend dr- drive my friend's dad's car. I mean, spaceship. And- uh, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 my friend's like lanky and awkward, and he's like a Han Solo guy or a wookiee I don't know something. They take the car, I mean spaceship, and they drive all over town. And then the principal or like the Jedi guy like gets mad at him. I'm like, are you just turning Ferris Bueller into a Star Wars movie? And she's like, yeah, basically. Like on
1: <laughs> Jin's day off.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what other movies could you just cram into a Star Wars box and still have a great movie out of?
1: Pulp Fiction. Two Jedi going around. Um, I mean, you could do two Jedi, two bounty. Like I, I could come up with six different things for that movie off the yeah. top of my head.
0: I mean, I mean they took any number of spaghetti westerns and crammed them into a mandalorian show and you were like this is a spaghetti we- this is multiple spaghetti westerns mm-hmm. this is Django wearing boba fett armor fucking great i mean you could take <laughs> she was trying to find a good rom-com for it take Jaws where you have some Star Wars guys fighting a giant monster out in the sands of Tatooine. Yeah. Be fucking cool.
1: Uh, Yeah. You could actually, and I feel, and again, if you stick with the original trilogy, you have such rich characters that have been developed so well. And I mean, just from those three movies, not even if you get into comic book canon and shit like that, but there's a plethora of so much rich, you know, IP intellectual property in that, that first trilogy that you can pull from that for, so many different things.
0: I think, okay, next week, let's do an episode where we take movies and rework them into Star Wars movies.
1: So essentially what you're saying is we'll take elements of Star Wars movies and replace them in other existing movies
0: basically what we did with the Muppets but with Star Wars. Right, right, So, right. so I'm already thinking of Star Wars Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> Star Wars Lights- Lightsaber Massacre.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. That sounds good. I'm on board for
0: All that. right, so we're going to do it. Oh, man. I mean, we could bitch about the prequels forever. <laughs> Can I just tell you,
1: we have been recording for about an hour and we've yeah. been talking about the holes in the prequels, the things that didn't work and how we would have fixed them and what we would have liked to see. I'm giving us huge fucking props for not even mentioning Jar Jar Binks because every everybody hates him except Lily but everyone hates him <laughs> how <but>, rude <weird. laughs> but there are bigger problems there however that is low hanging fruit and we didn't touch it this whole time I'm giving us big props for that he was
0: just fucking poop on an already no, don't talk about
1: it now <laughs> iced cake we all know poop, he sucked I'm just cake. saying we, we, we brought some I think uh, you guys tell us did we come up with some good arguments are, are any of you guys fans or girl, girls fans of the prequels and you know do, disagree with shit that we said or did we say some shit that you don't think we needed to see or don't think needed to be explained or that the prequels maybe actually did a better job of. Tell us if you think we're wrong, but also tell us if you think we're right. Tell us what you guys would have wished to see in the prequels or if there's any problems that you guys think we didn't address. Side from Jar Jar. Although feel free to if you're gonna be funny about it, hate on Jar Jar. Don't say shit we've already all heard. But if you say some <laughs> if you say something funny, Misa some might laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let us know on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod, on our website, LaunchpadPod.com. We're going to keep going with some Star Wars next week. Super fun. I love talking Star Wars, man. I I could talk Star Wars all day, every day, back in the day. I remember when I thought that Mon Mothma was absolutely going to be the mother of Luke and Leia, but they never even touched her in the prequel, so... (laughs) Damn, that sucked. I was wrong. Had to walk in shamefully to my comic book shop that day. (laughs) That was a huge debate, man. I was like, it's pretty much going into the prequels. Yeah. Darth Vader is like my father, and Mon Mothma, my mother. Fucking, I thought it was plain as day, man. The only other super visible, like, badass female in Star Wars, like, leadership. Yeah, I guess and that's she, true. They didn't even talk about her in the prequels. But they <laughs> wanted to show Boba Fett as a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fuck that shit up. Oh, my God. I'm glad we didn't even get to that, because barf, 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 barf. Oh, and the Clone Wars? Oh, dude, don't even get me started on the mechanics of the Clone Wars. That was all fucked all over the place. That's for another day. Oh,
1: they were so bad, dude. I'm excited about next week's episode.
0: They're all clones of fucking Boba Fett. No,
1: that makes... Well, wait. If if Darth Vader built C-3PO, why can't stormtroopers be Boba Fett?
0: Because it's so much more interesting when stormtroopers are coerced human beings to make a conscious decision to be pieces of shit and join the Empire. That's more interesting when human beings go against their nature to do bad things than when you just have a clone that doesn't have a choice to do this. Fucking stupid. And... I. I guess I I always misunderstood what the Clone Wars were. I always thought they were clones of Palpatine like doing bad shit, but there weren't like it wasn't like an army of clones. It was like generals. He had like a million, you know, a bunch of them, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a full army. I thought the Clone Wars was Palpatine had a bunch of clones made of himself to run armies all over. That would the be an interesting universe. like
1: research project to go back before before the year two. Th- well, before the prequels, right? Yeah. Say whatever date the prequels, the prequel, the first prequel was released, Phantom Menace. The day before that, what information was out there about the Clone Wars? Not there's a not lot fan of fanfic yeah. and, and fan speculation, but what was in comics, in you know TV, in well, not TV, I guess, but comics and not. Novels and mag Star Wars magazines like Star Wars Insider, like there what were shit cloning was facilities
0: of of Emperor Palpatine. That's all I had as a kid
1: because I know like that was definitely in like the dark, A lot of the comics, but it would be interesting yep. to see like piece together what had been told before the prequels about specifically about the clone wars. Had, what what had we heard? It'd be very interesting yep. to see what was out there and considered canon before this whole mess happened.
0: Cuz the stormtroopers were people, not clones. Well, I mean as far as I know. Yeah, so dumb.
1: I mean Han and Han and Luke saw some stormtroopers with no helmets on. Han and Luke yeah. saw some stormtroopers with nothing on.
0: And they were like, "Whoa, twins." Like they, they like yeah, they would have said something. <laughs> Or at least <laughs> commented on the fact that they were all the same.
1: They had different voices.
0: <sighs> they did. And and in the new ones, they were new people. Because they were like, nah. Yeah, like, they're they're, we're going to
1: distance ourselves from that fucking dumpster fire as much as we can.
0: And also changing their helmets. What's, again, the stylistic problem. Oh, man. We're going to go back into another hour. Guys. <laughs> This has been great, Rumi. Let's blast this off.
1: All right, I'll try high fiving. That's a good trick. Whoopie! <laughs> <laughs> and now, just to make that better, because that we weren't able to do the high five we really wanted to. In another thirty years, we're gonna release a special edition. The explosion when we hit each other is gonna have a ring around it. It's gonna have all these fucking Rontos walking in front of it and shit. <laughs> um, I'm gonna
0: insert a bunch of like little uh, droids that have like way too much personality and like. <laughs> i'm gonna digitally insert this like robot just in your head and i'm i'm getting cybernetically enhanced face for no reason i'm gonna have like nine lightsabers and four arms it's gonna be stupid and then when
1: i die don't put my don't put my ghost Put hate christian's ghost
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> and then a bunch of like a bunch of our listeners will be like those fucking sucked and then new listeners will be like nah, no that eh, was fine <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're like, that's grandpa shit. I'm going to play some Fortnite. Yeah, I got some Fortnite 2 to play. Some over, <laughs> na- Overwatch 6 to play. I don't even know.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what number they're on. All right. We've been the old time rocketeers. <laughs> we are out.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. We
0: engine women. engines running. Lift off. We have a liftoff.